and what's happening everyone it's kyle for the magpie 24 7 podcast and it's a podcast me and paul have been wanting to do for a very long time newcastle united take over officially completed and newcastle united are now the richest club in the world <laughs> just let, let it let it sit for a second and then i'm going to say it again the richest club in the world and it's it's just been a man a couple of days i've i've been listening around the, the around the other fan chance the other lads paul let them get their opinions out and then and then get get mine get mine as well but me i just i kind of i kind of like get get the grips with it i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you go first just the floor's yours mate how do you feel that this fight this takeover after 14 years after 18 months battling with the Premier League, it came out of absolutely nowhere. Eventually, it went through. Like, how do you feel, mate? Mate, I feel like it came on Christmas Day. <laughs> I, I said to you before we came on air, I still, now we're recording this, obviously, a couple of days afterwards, I still feel in a state of absolute shock. I've, I've, it, it, it was like a sugar rush when it all happened. All the news was kicking off. I've got Sky Sports News on one TV, uh, I had another TV upstairs that was switched on. I had radio switched on. I had my phone in one hand, computer in the other. You've got laptop, you've got iPad, you've got literally everything uh, going. Constantly searching for news, you're posting stuff. You're yeah. like, but, but you, you take the thing is, even when it came up, the contracts had been exchanged. Even when money had been exchanged, I was still that. But yeah, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to keep myself in reserve. I'm going to hold myself back because. I'm not trained as a Newcastle supporter. There's going to be a kick in the bollocks somewhere along this. There's going to be a kick in the bollocks. And I was expecting it. And, and literally, when it cut to Sky Sports News and it went from whichever Mark was was doing the introduction over then to, to Keith Downey, I actually had tears streaming down my eyes. It, it, it was like, it was, yeah. it was, it was a hundred percent emotional. I'm sitting there sobbing. The missus is looking at us, wondering what what's what's going on. The kids are, are confused <laughs> and stuff. And I'm, I'm just like I said, until until you've been in it, I said, I said it, it's it's like being kept like prisoner or something like that. And you you yeah. just yeah, you just got free. It's um, it's it's it was that sort of feeling. But I didn't dare let myself feel anything, mate, until he said, "I've got the message. The Premier League have released a statement." Uh, Newcastle United have released a statement and they started reading the statement and that was it mate, the walls just literally went down um, I was so emotional, I couldn't speak I was I was taken I was taken back and literally I was like a rabbit in, in, in the headlights and stuff and I yeah. just sat there and I looked uh, and I saw the scenes on the TV and, and Kerry's saying to her, she's saying, well do you want to go up to Newcastle? She was like, well we can go in the car and, and I was like, oh by the time we get up and stuff like that uh, but literally, I was taking it all in, and I had every different avenue to be able to see what was happening at St James's Park. You were sending pictures up and videos up, yeah. Uh, watching Sky Sports and just watching the scenes, watching what it meant. It it's it's beyond a business transaction. Um, it's yeah. It it, it is like a lottery win. It, it is a, that is probably the only way that as a Newcastle supporter we can we can sum it up, mate. But. Uh, it meant absolutely everything, but I I couldn't literally I could not believe it. Despite the hype, despite what we were posting during the day up on our socials, um, I I just I just couldn't 
but I couldn't at all. And then the first thing I wanted to do was like, right, I need a can. And the missus was like, well, you're just sitting here balling. So, no, I, I just need it. It's, it's just like, it's just, it was just something to, to signify it. And you're sitting down there and you're just yeah. literally just sucking it all in and taking in the moment and savoring the moment and thinking, 14 years of this bastard. Yeah. And he finally, finally fucked off. And you think back to what happened with him at uh, Rangers where he had to be dragged out and you're thinking, this is yeah. too, too good to be true. And, and and the thing is, it's not only mate just getting rid of Mike Ashley, that's fantastic, but we've perhaps got the best team of people buying the club. You know, you've got experts in property, you've got Stavely and her husband who are really warm and I think connect on a real human yeah. level and the real people uh, persons who I think are going to do fantastic things to motivate people in the club and to be that connection. And then you've got the absolute filthy uh, wealth of uh, the Saudi um, PIF yeah. investment fund to have that muscle behind you. And it's just like we have got, the, like it, it's just the best. It, 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 if it had just been one person, you might have got one of those things. But we've got the best of everything. Each offers a little bit of something else, and that is what I find uh, yeah. truly, truly, truly amazing. And then what happened in the following hours, as the story developed, and we were getting interviews of Stavely and the likes, um, and I was looking at, you know, Magpie Channel. I was looking at True Faith, Gallagher Shots. They were doing stuff, and and grown men, like you say, and I, I, I'm not just uh, so passionate about the club. Yeah. Just past being passionate, yeah. many were upset, roaring over the moon, celebrating, hashtag cans, jumping up, uh, <laughs> telling people to fuck off, all sorts. And, and and again, I think everybody was like that. We all had a bit of, like I say, a few tears, a few jumping up, a few getting, I can't believe this. It, it's definitely, definitely happened. Yeah. So the whole range of uh, emotions on that day, mate. But I, I still, to this moment now, I'm... I'm numb and unbelievable. And I was like walking around like Vince McMahon the following morning to take the burns out of the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Newcastle's walking in and I was full of uh, full of this. And I was like, I was a Newcastle supporter since birth. <laughs> I don't want to this sorry, yeah. Yeah, mate. What 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 a couple of a uh, couple of days. And just for a moment you forget that we're second bottom. Yeah, who gives a shit? I mean, that's that's what I was going to go on to, mate. I mean, the news came out of nowhere. The news was Saudi and Qatar had had made a, an agreement with a TV, the TV deal or something like that, and it just started to snowball from there. The deal was going to be agreed and stuff, maybe a couple of weeks, but it went through. Like it just went through within a day. It everything happened from three o'clock in the afternoon on the Wednesday. To about quarter past five in the afternoon the next uh, day. Everything, I, I, it the, just moved so fast. The step like, inside of us, though, uh, things now, uh, now that you're looking at what the government are doing with tightening this up, and all of a sudden, a government who didn't really want to get involved, politicians well, who didn't now. get involved, oh, they'll get involved now, they'll put the two pennies worth in now. And I cannot just help but think it was pushed through because there probably is going to be change coming along. Uh, and the Premier League know that they were of shit uh, creek, you know, without a paddle. I, yeah. I was one of them people who sat there and watched the legal proceedings all day from the beginning right the way through to the yeah, end. Yeah. Waste of time now as it happens because it's been thrown out. Yeah, but I, it, it was it was a waste of time, but it wasn't. 
because I think it didn't. In, it, it, yeah, in hindsight, it's a waste of time. Yeah. But at the time, yeah, obviously, because yeah. we were ready to do a podcast on the cat case, and then everything started to come through, and we thought we'd hold off a little bit longer and see what happened to you and that. And this go on. It's not. It's not just because the podcast that we had arranged was 19th in the league, same old shit, and the cat case was all right, and hopefully that leads to something in January. But we, we sit here now, and, and the, the takeover is not only progressing, but it's it, it's done like after yeah. so long. And but like perfect time as well, mate. You know, I, I was thinking, uh, yeah, because I was thinking, oh, it could have it could have done with being maybe a couple of months ago for you know over the transfer window. But if you think about it, mate, the, the takeover going through now and going through in the way that it has gives Stavely and Co a couple of months to be able to make. Uh, moves fundamental so, changes here. It's not going to be panicked. It's going to be carefully thought about, carefully planned, and I think there'll be a flurry of activity at the beginning of this transfer window coming up for Newcastle, yeah. uh, and, and that's before we get all of the directors in place that we need to. Uh, they've already started advertising for staff, mate, which I think is fantastic. Looking at the, the concourses, the, the bar areas, um, all around the club, they've already started advertising for for more staff. Yeah. Uh, and that community feel, mate, it, it's it's felt so stripped back for so long and everything's so cheap and nasty and uh, budget-type brands. It's just, it, yeah. it's, it's absolutely fucking amazing. This, this time, mate, it's gone through. It's gone through at the perfect time because, like I say, a couple of months worth of planning would get the right manager in, the right sporting directors, get some legends around the club and yeah. then we can hammer this January transfer window uh, over the moon. It literally it, is perfect. It's perfect. It, it doesn't even start into work, like going to words, mate. How, how, how I feel about it. Like obviously, to put into perspective, I was ten years old, mate. When this, when Mike Ashley bought Newcastle United, majority of my time supporting this club has been under Mike Ashley. So, like, to see some, to see like a new, a new era, a new, a new everything, where you're thinking. We could do something more than just keep our best player, or like uh, afford more than loan fees. I have Steve Bruce as a manager. Like it's just crazy because I remember yeah. watching the. <laughs> we watching the charge, mate, in January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, like I, I watched that Wolves game last weekend, and oh. I was uh, like, it was a familiar feeling, mate. It was like all of last season where I just felt deflated. I felt furious, and like. We stopped doing the podcasts for this for this exact reason. That's why we switched it from weekly to a month. And there'll be more on that later. What we're doing with with yeah. the channel and stuff going forward. But like, we changed it to that on the basis of how Steve Bruce was and how the club was run, and just the general feel of being a fan was absolutely fucking miserable. Like it was misery every week. It was just Steve Bruce does a press conference, pisses someone off. Someone in one of his mates in the media would call him a great man, would be terrible, would set up wrong, would either get beat or would play really shit and rinse and repeat every single week, mate. And it was that it was the exact same from when Raf Benitez left the club to when Steve Bruce took over every single week for two years. And it was like I was lo- it wasn't like I was losing interest, but I was like I was kind of falling out of love with it a little bit. I was I would always watch and I would always go out with blind loyalty, but like you it- feel like you're against the ropes, isn't it? It's like, like yeah, a yeah. after obviously last night. Um <laughs> you, you did feel as if you were just like 
you were like knocked down on the ropes, get up, knocked down on the rope, you constantly knocked down, knocked down, and you're like you're on the bottom rope, and you're like I can't get up this time, and and I was even saying it to 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 the missus recently that um, you know before all this sort of kicked off, I'm like I said I've never known it, it be such a chore. I yeah. said it's just it. I mean for me now, it's a 240 mile round trip to a home game, obviously season ticket holder and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. It's it's several hours out of the day. Obviously, if it's a late kickoff, um, you know, next week, you know what I mean. You're you're not getting in until uh, unsociable hours and stuff like that. And you're like, and I said to her, I says, I just I just don't know. I said, I always used to know why you did it, and you used to enjoy and this that and the other. I says, but the football is absolutely terrible. And I said, the club. I said. Comparing it to how it used to be under, say, Robson or, uh, you know, back under the Keegan days, you always felt it had a trophy in there. It, it, yeah. it was striving. It, it could be our year this year, but it, it, it got as dull as going to a pound shop or something like that, mate. Well, it literally drawing the life yeah. out of us all. And I think it would go all that that far down. And, and that's why this, this, this news coming totally out of the blue. Nobody knew yeah. it at all. It was like a Manchester City sort of situation. It was just. I think I think Steve Bruce Steve Bruce summed the current feel of the like the feel of the club before the takeover went through perfectly with just a club ticking along. Um and that was probably going to be the title of the podcast before the takeover, just we're just ticking along. And it's just it's just been a crazy couple of days because it it all happened in the space of 24, 26 hours. And like the news started come through, people that were skeptical and and stuff like that. Like you usually get, because Polly, who usually follows his follower pages for a long time, he was like, "Get this nonsense off the page, lads." How we expect that is, and I was like, "It might go through this time, lad." And lo and behold, Polly went through, mate. But um, <laughs> um, to, to try and sum it up, though, mate, like I'd, I'd lost interest as a fan. I was trying to like motivate myself, give myself reasons for blind loyalty. Like. Even doing podcasts and stuff, we felt it was saying the same things, and and like no positivity. We've even been called negative. The negative, the, the negative podcast. You know, uh, negative podcasts are always negative on Twitter. Apparently, I uh, fuck you too. But um, it's like for me, it's like what we were, what could we be possibly be positive about? Do you know what I mean? And exactly. It's like, the, the thing is, and I'll just put in two pennies worth there. We've always, always from day one, um, and perhaps even before that, um, we've always called it exactly as we as we've seen it. We do not dress things up for the sake of positivity, sake or let's say some nice things or let's say a couple of nice things before you say negative. I think we're just being very, very real people. We don't sit on the fence. There's no splinters in our ass. We haven't ever tried to lick the ass of the club or any particular players or group or anything like that to get somewhere or to forward ourselves. There's no agenda or anything else at all. It, we, again, just emphasise the fact just two lads chatting how we would normally yeah. about the football and stuff like that. Um, so it's not a case of being negative for negative sake because, believe me, in the couple of days of positivity uh, since this day has gone through, it has been fantastic for us personally for magpie 24 7 it has exploded in so many um different fantastic ways we always want to see the best in our football club always 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 want to do but let's let's face it 
you can't just blow hot air up people's asses for for nout. And if you see just a sea of shit, then you've got to call it as a sea of shit. Yeah. Um, in the same way that we've said lots of uh, positive things about Amanda Saving and the rest of the consortium and what's happened over the past couple of days. That's, again, not because we've got any sort of agenda. It's because that is how we legitimately see it and how we legitimately feel about it. So yes, that's It's a case of we are being as real as possible. No well, agenda, no bullshit. No, well, that's it. That's us. But, mate, we're, we're, we are ourselves on, on, on Twitter and stuff, and a lot of people have... Have have a lot. There's a lot of ego in, in in Newcastle Twitter, and there's a lot of there's a lot of like you know there's a lot of toxicity. Other wars, but like we were just ourselves among all that. And if it came negative, and you might have thought that like listening, but I do apologise. But at the end of the day, we were just being ourselves. We weren't being negative for negative sake. People have accused were that, but. You know, like, the show's on the other foot now. It's positive. It's looking forward. Like, well, you say people have accused us. There's been chatter about that sort of thing. Nobody ever comes up to you and says it to your face to the mate. But, uh, oh, well, yeah. no, of course not. No, no, uh, I wouldn't be how, how, it, how it happens. But that is part of the thing that I am looking forward to, mate, about this team. Yeah. It's been nice to be coming together because I'm sick and tired of how how you know fra how fractured it became uh, and you know what one of the best things to come from it apart from getting rid of ashley and everything uh is is seeing just that positivity that smile you can't help but smile feel positive happy about the future fans aren't stressing out so much about the football that then they attack one another you know everybody is singing from the same hymn sheet. And the tweet that Newcastle put out and they put out Newcastle United in capital letters, I thought was fantastic. It summed it up brilliantly. And that's what, as a fan base, what we need to be. doesn't yeah. matter about different umbrellas or this, that and the other, what you come under, hashtags, different accounts and stuff like that. I've, I've, I've already said on this podcast now, I love watching the stuff that True Faith does. I love watching the stuff Gallagher shots do, um, Sharky, uh, Prowlock. Uh, all you know, all different types, different styles, Magpie channel and stuff. I love that different uh, variation. I think it's a real strength, um, you know, to, to watch different styles, different personalities, stuff like that. But it's just a time for everybody to come together because it's going to be such a fantastic roller coaster ride as we move forward um, into uncharted uh, waters and. Uncharted gotta, that very is very understated. You've got to pinch yourself, mate. You can't. It, it, it is it's complete it's completely mental like the the takeovers went through it's not speculation anymore it's no longer talking about the big six or or whatever but, it, but it's it's actually through and it's a it's a such a such a nice feeling and like to go like from from the bat though like i think one thing that we've got to say is like a massive thank you to to Amanda Stavely and a massive thank you to our the husband, me, our dad, um, yeah, as well. I think his second name is, um, a massive thank you to them because them two never gave up on Newcastle. They've been going at it for four years trying to get Newcastle working with Peter Kenyon, being called time wasters when PCP Capital Partners failed to buy Newcastle. They've like Stavely and her husband have really, really tried to get Newcastle over over a four-year period and it's been it, it's 
it's probably been difficult for them. They've had court cases with Barclays in the middle of that and fighting tooth and nail with the Premier League and, and all this stuff. And they've never, ever gave up on Newcastle, Paul. And, like, for me, the analogy would be, like, if Amanda Staveley and her husband are willing to fight that hard to get Newcastle, imagine how hard they're going to fight to take Newcastle to the top of the league. That's a winning mentality, mate. When things are against them, they don't give up, they don't give in, they don't throw in the towel, they don't leave the manager out to dry like Mike Ashley did. They're going to fight and they're going to make sure the club gets to the very fucking top. And for me, that's a, that, that's a, it's not just a winning mentality, it's an elite mentality you have to have if you're going to win titles, mate. If you're going to run a football club efficiently, they're, they're the type of people you need to do it because if there is, there is going to be adversity the next couple of years where people throwing stones out way and and stuff like that they're the type of people you want they if if if, if all said and done all's lost yeah the, the fierce, aren't they? they're fiercely protective of, of newcastle uh united and um yeah i mean they, they've been called worse than shit mate i mean even going on to uh talk shite when simon jordan's spewing out his rhetoric and trying to look intelligent by putting his glasses on and off and stuff like this and coming out with a few fancy words and really trying to diss her and put her off uh, the Premier League have tried their utmost. Uh, you've got Masters, Hoffman. You've got, um, you know, like Qatar and, you know, BN and all of that sort of thing. For them to go through, normal business mate would say, look, it's too complicated. It's not worth it. It's not worth the sacrifices. I'm missing out on other things. She's got other business interests as well that no doubt have had to take a backseat to, to, you know, to, to this. Yeah. But she has been tenacious and when she is at the stadium and her husband um you know because no doubt they they will be there uh, and the rubens and stuff um we owe them so 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 much uh, because it has been a difficult task to fight this and and i just think mate that um 99 of everybody else who's came to the table to try and buy the football club just wouldn't have been that that first. It would have been a business transaction, uh, and and in and the thing is, mate, in that first twenty four hours, in fact, in the first five or six hours after she bought the football club, mate, she's communicated more with the fans, it's crazy. So far, yeah, than actually did in fourteen years. She is connected with the fans, going down there uh, and shaking fans' hand, giving them hugs. Yeah, it's um, mental. It's it, mental. See, owner that cares, mate. It's mental. It, it is, it, it, and and the thing is, like, we, we don't even, all, all this that's out there, mate, all this Newcastle fans, the demand Champions League football and league titles and stuff. Ooh, now, this has been talked about, this has been talked about by, um, obviously, the, the, the new owners. Mate, all I'm excited to see is a bit of a lick of paint and a few new TVs at St. James's, them disgusting Sports Direct shite being ratched down. I'd love it if she was back, came back rather than the than nines. Uh, I'd love for Shearer's statue to be outside the Gallicus. Yeah. Because it's pissed me off forever and a day where it is at the moment. It's not on it's not on um it's not on Newcastle United land and that really, really irks and it has done since it got since it got put up. Um these are the sort of things that I'm looking forward to and a little bit of pride in, in that look because it's part of you carry it around, mate. I'm down here um, you know, in, in South Yorkshire at the moment, I carry, carry it around, and yeah, exactly. You, you carry it around, it's part of your all, 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 all oh, of yes, the, it's part of your religion. You, you want, you want 
you want that pride. And I was I was striding around the next day, walking down to school, and I'm sitting there in Newcastle shirt. And you know what, mate? The amount of people who, who came up to us, and whilst I was out at work for the rest of the following day as well, and people going up to us, and different fans from different clubs, and going, you know what? I'm over the fucking moon that you was like, got that takeover. I'm over the moon. I'm well pleased for you. Now, I just don't think you get that at many other football clubs. Um, I really, really don't. Um, it's a special, it is a special and a unique club, a one yeah. city uh, football club. The potential is absolutely amazing. Enormous, it is. Uh, and, oh, and, enormous. Yeah, it's but but just but to see other people, other supporters. I've had Leeds supporters, Sheffield United, Barnsley supporters, Manchester United supporters, Liverpool supporters, all sorts of different clubs come up to us, fans, and said, "I'm I'm just over, over the moon for you, for, for you know, for, forget all the politics and the and the bullshit." And other people will no doubt try and, and sling mode left, right, and centre. I'm a football fan. I'm not a, a fan of uh, geopolitical news and stuff like that. That's not that's not me. That's I, I don't know. I don't know enough of it. I'm a football fan. I'm a passionate football fan who loves and cares for that club. Yeah. And I've watched them all over the country. Uh, I've seen the Keegan years. And I've seen them, them through good and seen them through bad. Yeah. And I've seen them down, and I've I've, I've seen us uh, play Scunthorpe. Uh, you know, I've seen us down on our ass, and I've seen us spiraling. I'm friendly. No, no apology, mate. But I've got an added, an added bounce in my step at the moment because yep. of what has happened and it's all down to the tenaciousness because I've no doubt that Saudi PIF mate, they would have been given other options into Milan, were desperate for them to invest but Stavely and the husband have kept them at the table, they've kept them interested they've yep. kept communicating like that. and I just think in, in, in the business world mate that we're in at the moment, I think that's absolutely fucking amazing uh, and she will get a, a tremendous um, outpouring somebody else will get it mate as well when he comes up Nick DeMarco sitting there with his uh, black and white uh, little um, post and stuff that he did and everything I'm buying him a Warburton's me <laughs> <laughs> that man again he, we talk about that case and, and we, we touched on it before saying it wasn't really important but it was because mate again that boxing thing Nick DeMarco and that legal team had the Premier League smashed from pillar to post. I watched the entire thing. Yeah. And they knew that if they didn't get around the table and discuss the deal, that shit was going to hit the fan. And it's amazing how quickly after that, and after how well Nick DeMarco and the rest of the legal team did, that this deal has got sorted. And it's because of the sheer um, shits uh, caused at the Premier League by their performance. So Nick DeMarco, as soon as it's possible, I can't wait to see him up at St James's Park. I can't wait to see Stavely and her husband, and hopefully as well the the uh, you know the representatives from the Saudi PIF as well. They'll be there uh, shortly. So I'm looking forward to it, mate. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not a like I say, I'm not a political person or no, anything no. like that. No, 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 through through everything, mate, like all all the negativity and everything everything that this club and this this fan base has been through for the last fourteen years, it's all been out of love for the football club. Like it's been it's been a cra it's been crazy fourteen years. We've had we've had some of the worst managers of a generation in charge of a team. We've had some fucking shit players. Like like we've got some now. It's like it it to like. 
Anil Croft and Jeff Hendrick playing for the richest team in the world is like it, it it's mental. It takes Hendrick's a he's a history maker. Hendrick is a history maker. He scored the last goal of the Mike Ashley regime. So he, yeah, he's he's made history. Bruce and Hendrick have made history. You can't believe it, can you? But wow, we've had some shit. Well, yeah, over the last couple of years, over, over the Mike Ash era, we've had some shit. Every transfer windows has been has been a case of can we keep our best player? At the start of it, it was like keeping the likes of um, Kevin Nolan and and, and uh, people like that. And at the time, at the time, Stephen Taylor and the championship and Colacini, and then it was and then it moved on to Kabai and Teo and Denver Bond, and then it moved on to the likes of CC and, and, and Ben Arthur and and, and people like that, and then losing these players, having frustration at not replacing these players, a terrible appointments, severely un, understaffed teams, severely understaffed coaching staff, severely understaffed everything under Mike Ashley, basically a skeleton system to keep we running. Wonga, Steve Bruce, like there was very few, very few things to be excited about under Mike Ashley, and that was over fourteen year. And in the midst of that, there was many takeover attempts where fans are like, "Is it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen? Is it gonna happen?" And for the past six year, mate, that's kind of what we've been hoping for: kind of takeover happen, kind of takeover happen, kind of takeover happen. And it's, it's it wasn't healthy, mate. It wasn't healthy because the thing is, mate. The entire fan base has had to take the eyes off the most important thing about the football club, and that is the results and standards. And standards have dropped, uh, and performances have dropped, and results have dropped, and Newcastle dropped twice into the championship and stuff. And it should never be uh, a case where you've got to be a legal eagle or you've got to be a takeover expert or you've got to be an expert in geopolitical um, tensions yeah. Countries You're a Newcastle United support. It should always be about the football. And I know when I was watching Keegan uh, in Keegan years, I know when I was watching Robson and the likes of, of, of that, um, po politics re rarely came into it. Yeah, there, there was a, a situation involving shirts and the owners slagging off Newcastle women and stuff. That is as political as it got. And it was being done and sorted within no time uh, whatsoever. So, it really has been a fast mate, 14 years mate, and one decent season. The fifth place finish, yeah, hard you, um, aside. And even then, he, he I'll not, I was going to say he couldn't, but I'll rephrase that he wouldn't push on. He didn't want the club to push on, no, he didn't he wanted the club to be a 17th in the league every single season, ticking along, tickety boo on as low a staff as, as possible. I know. Uh, people who've lost jobs at, at Newcastle United, uh, their jobs have never been replaced. Um, even down to things like uh, furlough and stuff like that. Yeah, abuse that system too. It's disgusting. It it should it should be a fam it was always a family, a community club. Um, you've only got to listen to like a Bobby Robson when we lost down in London. I, I might have been Charlton, and he's sitting there going, you know, it's it's no, this isn't good enough and stuff like that. And I feel sorry for them fans and talking about the fans. Under Ashley, we were always talked about as customers. Yeah. Thousands of fans leaving. Mate, there's people who we haven't seen at the football for a long time. Hopefully uh, we'll see them on Sunday. Really hope we do. Because it's been a long time coming, mate. And it's just... A... I can't wait to see if the war flags just play back. I can't, again, next Hello. Sunday mate, it is going to be like... So we're like, there. 
there were there um were, were the celebrations which brings us nicely on to it because i i finished work at um at around four o'clock and i'm thinking right i've got to get to st james's gets to st james's and it's it's like fairly quiet but it starts filling up and um with the with the Wi-Fi being so like well the signal being so shit, like you're getting news from here. So basically people are coming out with nine bar and telling people the news. And the news was money's being transferred and uh, the rumor was Stavely was with Keith Downey at uh, Jesmond Hotel for an interview. <laughs> Get that clear. <laughs> but um not <laughs> but it like it was really news. <laughs> slowly, slowly building up to the news and I was talking to a couple of lads who recognised recognised from the podcast, so just having to crack on and what it means to them, and it was just nice to hear their stories too. Um, and yeah, quarter past five, mate. The the news came through of a of news I didn't think I'd ever hear, um, and everyone just starts going absolutely crazy. Um, what a beautiful moment, mate! Like when the takeover went through, it's like one of them where were you moments like and i can say i was outside of st james's park next to the tree uh like as you go in next to the tree uh, everyone just in in the absolute element mate and with everything that's been going on especially over the last 18 months for the premier league and stuff like that all that frustration just seemed to go at the click of a finger like gone all that frustration turned to relief celebration and joy and it was it was just a fantastic thing to be a part of um and these fans not only celebrated but they celebrated hard and long into the nightmare and it was to see the pictures over social media and and stuff like that of a, of a united fan base of a happy yeah, fan, base, of, of an excited fan base a team that's like like a set of fans who have kind of been set free because you look over the the past fourteen years. It's been we've been told how to support the club by these by these pundits and Steve Bruce is a nice man and we we expect too much. We expect a, a football team that's expect too much. Like a paint round in James's Park. <laughs> yeah, so like to it's have like, uh, to have a situation where we can actually look up and like just to see those pictures made at the fans United was crazy like as a fan probably some of the some of the best things i've seen from the fight in fact the best i've seen because for the first time in a long time we're looking forward we're looking up we're not looking down we're not looking over our shoulder we're looking up i mean yeah. in terms of the table we've got no choice but like like we're looking up and we're full of hope it don't it, in a way it doesn't matter it doesn't matter now at the end of the day i think that we get somebody competent in i think this group of players is way better than what's already uh, been achieved so far this season. I think that's a fact. Um, I think with somebody competent, he will he will get us pushed up the table, no problem. And I think we will reinforce and stuff like that. But um, you know, even if the worst was to happen, mate, and we were to go down, I know that we've got people with the best interests. Listen to the language that they use, talking about we are custodians and this, that, and the other. It's yeah, not. And a- they want to win the league in ten years. They. <laughs> Win the league. <laughs> Win the league. It's it's just like when when they say stuff like that, it's like look, it's it's like you're like oh no, no please, we're already. It's like it is like a sugar rush, and it's just like one bit of good news comes out, then another, then she'll do another interview and she'll say five to ten years win the league. Then she goes to the training ground and says it's awful. We need a new training ground. We're going to invest in the community. Nice. The, 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 the women's football now, obviously. And the foundation. Uh, 
yeah, the foundation and the women's football. Now, I've argued, and the missus has also argued, she used to say, we went up to Druid Park to watch them play, and obviously uh, the little and led the Newcastle United uh, team out against uh, Bradford. And she's like, well, how come they don't play at St. James's Park? How co-? And I said, well, actually, they've got jobs around St. James's Park, you know, or they do other things externally. Um, and it's just little things like bringing, them, bringing the women's team uh, on board, maybe hopefully push them up to become professional, Trying to get them into the uh, women's yeah, sure, stuff like that, you know, uh, as, as a father who's got uh, daughters and stuff like that, um, that is fantastic. They are a brilliant team up 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 at Drew Park. I've said umpteen times. Well, the one eighty, the one eight nil the day, eighteen yeah. bit ahead of myself, but the one eight nil the day. Safe into the next round of the cup and stuff like that. They are fantastic, but straight away. You could you could have forgiven Stabley for not mentioning the foundation and not mentioning the women's team straight away. They covered everything there. They covered all grounds. They're so meticulous and they're like, you know, we made plans four years ago. We've got plans in place to push this club on. We are going to look at everything and we are going to see it how we become. And even the statement that came out from the Saudi, uh, you know, PIF chairman who's got a, who obviously he's got a, a seat on on the board and stuff, and he's talking about you know. You won't hear from us as much. However, we are very interested. We're very passionate in this project, uh, and we want the best. Um, and like, I, I had to laugh earlier. And I think I was watching football. I was watching a football show anyway, and 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 somebody was on about uh, Newcastle's next manager, which I know we're going to get on to the manager managerial situation shortly. But you're talking yeah. about that people are saying, well, it could be uh, Potter from down at Brighton. Uh, and they mentioning other players, like uh, sorry, other managers' names, like uh, Eddie Howe. And then somebody said, from conversations that I've had, that they are great managers, but these look for 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 the best. You've got to look at like what a Chelsea would look at, what a Manchester City would look at. And they wouldn't look at a Howe or a or a Potter or anything else like that. We are talking people who live an extravagant way. And only have the best. They demand the best. Um, they they look around things like at our training ground and think, "Oh my! I wouldn't put my dog in this. I wouldn't put me hamster, me cat, whatever in 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 this. This isn't good enough for us. We're not." And the thing is, they are not in it, mate, to finish in the top ten. They're no, not. They in win. It. Yeah, they're in it to win it. There's no point, and and that is a, a fundamental shift at Newcastle United before we were just in it so that we could say we're in it and just well yeah. leave the Premier League and you have that clip of the Sunderland supporters when we were relegated and they were saying oh yeah but we're Premier League and all this sort of uh, shit yeah there's no point mate if you're not going to be in it to try and win it or win a cup or something like that yeah uh, but we do have to start, and it, it, it is going to take time, I think, at Newcastle, because we would we would be quite all right with the, the training ground getting done up, um, a Solomon Rondon type of signing uh, for another striker coming in. Those type of play- We'd be quite happy with that. St. James's Park and the liquor paint, Shearer's Bar coming back, take your spots. I mean, I'd be over the moon if they took the spots, direct stuff down straight away and stuff. But the people who are in charge of the football club now, I think in a lot, lot more above that. And they've had four years now and they've said we've got our plans in place. Yes, some of the names have changed. Before I'm 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 sure that Rafa Benitez would have been installed Newcastle United manager before now. Yeah. That isn't what isn't going to happen. But 
potentially, I think they're looking, they're looking top tier. And Rafa is a fantastic bloke and he's had a fantastic career. But I think they're even looking now and saying, well, can we go Can we go above Rafa? Can we look at a a, a Conte? Can we look at, at somebody else like that? When you see like Zidane's third favourite for the Newcastle United manager's job and you've got to scratch your head and think, what, what the fuck? But Newcastle fans are going to have to start looking at things a little bit differently. But like I say, myself and a lot of other Newcastle fans who've commented on the page across our socials, we'll all be happy with just just the same. So what they're speaking about, mate, is is fucking brilliant. Absolutely yeah. fucking brilliant. Um, and I'm I'm all over the moon. And I, and, I, and I keep going back to that. It's like a lottery win. It is. Because like, it, it's one thing getting Mike Ashley out the door. Because uh, even you've said many a time before the takeover went through, you would take Fred West. Like, like beggars can't be choosers. We wanted rid of Mike Ashley, but we haven't just got rid of Mike Ashley, but we've become the not only the richest team in the league, but we're richer than all tw- all nineteen other teams put together. <laughs> it's like you can't it, right. <laughs> there was a dream, and it was it was like uh, the wealth of the Premier League, and like Newcastle United, I'd say three quarters of the wealth of the Premier League, and the other nineteen teams fit well inside of the rest. And I put the American pie, put Jim's dad gone <laughs> about the pie below, and I was just. I was just laughing it off, and I, like, uh, obviously, my stepson he, he's in army training uh, at, at the at the moment, and I was talking to him um, last night actually, and mm. so what's up? And I was like, well, Newcastle are the richest club in the world. Now he's like, oh, what the, the richest up like northern teams are like behind Manchester. No, I said we're richer than Manchester United. We're richer than Chelsea. We're richer than Manchester City. Ah, but he's not as rich as a Barcelona, are you? True. And then, but then you're like, well, actually, we're richer than Barcelona, we're richer than the Real Madrid. You want to put all of them together, and they still wouldn't. And it's like, you're laughing. But you, the thing is, you do, you, you, when you say it, you like laugh or you're like apologetic about it. Because, like you said, you, I, I would have took anyone, you know. I'd have took Bugs Bunny running the club over Lee Charney and them and, and, and whatnot. And, and I said before, I looked at Mike Ashley like a cancer in the football club. And it's, and it's just like getting the all clear after, after, after that, you know. Um, you can drop to the ground and, and literally, I, I just couldn't believe how emotional. And, and for the rest of the night, I was glued to the TV screens, glued to the computer, to everything else that was going off. Yeah. Just t- taking it in. And again, the other half's like, she's like, well, you've seen that. I need to take it. I just I can't believe it. And the following day, you're like, I still can't believe it. I mean, even now, it still it's feels like inching your fell in arm hurting it. Yeah. It's now, a- now we're on about Steve Bruce and stuff like that, mate. And you're, and, and you're like, God, I'd have been happy just getting rid of uh, getting rid of Mike Ashley. Get rid of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of Bruce and get rid of Get rid of Charlie. We're getting rid of Justin Barnes. We're getting rid of the lot of them. And literally, starting again. Yeah, starting with a clean sweep, and and it doesn't matter, mate. But like I said, what I touched on before, it doesn't matter if we go down in a way because we know that the people who are there are patient, the passionate, and, and they, the would, they would see us back, mate. So mm-hmm. either which way, 
Either which we, even if we were to go down, which everybody will laugh about, but even if we were to go down, mate, there's a hundred percent cast iron guarantee that we would be coming back, coming yeah. back with a plan. But I honestly think now, with a change of manager, with the players having a fresh uh, start and everything else like that, I honestly think we'll be okay. I'm not saying we're gonna have a fantastic season this season, uh, but mate, everybody is just going around with a smile on their face. I can't yeah. wait. Well, away game, can't wait for it, mate. Can't it's going to be, it's going to be amazing, mate. Like it really is. But the last couple of seasons, it's been: can we get to the summer to get the takeover through? Now it's a case: can we get to the summer so we can rebuild because the takeovers already already went through? And I think that's an advantage. Amanda Stavely, the Rubens, and PIF and Co. All like that's one thing they have because if we can stay up. Then they've got a whole summer. They don't have to work out takeovers or handing documents over anything like that. They've got the club, so like they can get to the summer, try and try and consolidate this season, like because uh, like in my notes now, like the next thing I was going to talk about was summarising the Premier League, um, eighteen month kind of battle. We don't have to worry about that anymore. We don't have to try and get to another get through another season of Steve Bruce. We can now. We can now look up. We can now think ahead because we've now got this takeover and it's it's looking good and like the fans are happy. The 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 players seem happy. Like from judging from Twitter and stuff. Like so I, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thankful, thankful. Like, like I, Isaac Hayden's went from arguing with you on Twitter, Paul, to, to like saying like congratulations and hopefully, hopefully the fans are um. Hopefully, hopefully the fans are happy with the news coming through. So, like, it's 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 crazy what a turn of events it's been. Like, like after the Man U game, if you'd have told me after the stuff we heard and like it would have went on to, a couple of weeks later, the takeover going through, I would have like. But it's been eighteen long months, mate. We don't have to worry about that anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like we can oh, look forward to January, like with reports of Newcastle being able to spend up to one hundred and ninety million in January. Uh, through financial fair play. I don't think they will spend 190 million in January, but it's the fact that they can. Like going into January, usually, like it's can we keep our best player or can we bring someone in on loan? And mate, like, mate, we, 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 a couple of months ago, we couldn't afford the fee for that lad who went uh, from Manchester United to where was it, Aston Villa on loan. Good, David. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, we struggled scraping around the money from the back of the sofa. To look to secure a loan deal for Chowdhury from Leicester. <laughs> now the players, Acadian, the likes of stuff that's getting uh, getting linked now is it's it's mind uh, blown. And you're watching games thinking we're going to be playing better than these soon, or well, I wonder if yeah, we're going to be because before we were so like. We signed Joe Willick. It was like all your Christmases come true at once. That was a fantastic deal for Newcastle, and I do hope that going forward, we build a team with young, attacking, talented players like your Alan Saint Maximums, uh, like your Joe Willicks, Miggy Almirons, and the likes. I don't want sort of end of the road names coming in for the sake of it and stuff like that. And now we'll probably will be looking towards the academy and stuff yeah. like that. How long has it been since the, an academy graduate came through the came through the doors and and like you know the only long staff the long staff brothers. 
Paul Dummett and Andy Carroll have been the only Academy yeah. graduates since sure, like yeah. the Amiobi brothers. There's yeah. only a handful, mate, and it's like there's so much untapped potential in the northeast of England. It's unreal. You've got uh, Adam Armstrong who's scoring goals for Southampton. Uh, you've got um, I think it's Shawless Shire who's come through the ranks at Man United in a fully packed squad, and he's still managing to get games. Like there's a lot of talent in the northeast, and like. The, the owners are looking towards that and it, it will be nice to see we'll buy hungry good good young players with potential with a manager hopefully coming in and replacing them but the but the, to go on to the last 18 months for the Premier League Paul it's been like what the wait the initial 17 weeks and then and then arbitration and like that was going to go forward on my birthday the 3rd of January and like for it all to be put forward and go through now it's, it's crazy to talk about but like yeah, I thought like after the arbitration news was announced, I thought they'd get another delay in January and we'll be going until at least next year before we even got an answer regarding this. But now we've got the takeover. It's yeah, it's, I, crazy. it's unbelievable. It's a I, dream. I, so. it, it is, but it's it's like when the Premier League put the statement out, even they said it, it's not healthy. This merry-go-round of shit that that keeps happening. It was like ping pong between the two. Uh, legal teams and it had to come to an end because it wasn't healthy for the fans the attendances were dwindling it doesn't look good on TV for, for the Premier League um, the amount of noise that Newcastle fans have created and I think Newcastle fans have played a huge part in getting this takeover yeah. and, and, and getting it pushed through so speedily um, it, it doesn't look good and when you've got like the likes of ourselves and many many other uh, different accounts and fans constantly uh, retweeting the likes of Barclays and Coca-Cola and etc. You know Budweiser and you, all of these brands are saying, well, do you want to be associated with a toxic brand? Do you want to be so? And there's only so much negativity, you know. But when you've got protests outside of the Premier League's headquarters, when you've got petitions, uh, when Boris Johnson, uh, the, the Prime Minister, is getting involved and this, that, and the other, and the local MPs shouting and screaming about, it, it doesn't look great. So um, I think that I don't think that the Premier League particularly wanted to do the deal. I don't think that uh, Dick Master wanted to do the deal. I don't think Hopper <laughs> or anything else like that. But I think I think after the performance, like I touched on before, the performance of our legal team last time out was absolutely Champions League uh, quality. Um, and I think that's just literally like force them to come back around the table and i think at the end of the day mate common sense has prevailed uh, because there was nothing let's face it mate they were all arguing about separation bullshit it was all just to do with this piracy stuff uh and over uh, bn and all this lobbying uh and everything and, and now we've got a different argument you've got the uh rest of the 19 teams including the greedy six uh trying to hold up morals and and, and this that and the other when they're Backed by people from China and Russia and all this sort of shit. I want to. I want to discuss that. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah let's go. On. Let's go for that. Like, uh, you've got you've got the big six teams question questioning the morality of a situation when five months ago they tried to kill the English football pyramid in England and go and join a join a Super League with a closed shop every year. All oh, right, it's funny you mention that, but like. It's just it's just so hypocritical from from the top down. I see all these journalists like like Miguel Delaney. 
Oh no, like he he he's so bitter. It's 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 actually funny like how bitter Mick Delaney is and like to even be now, even now to yeah. be able to tell him <laughs> to be able to laugh at him and, and say like how devastated he actually is. It's actually it's like it's like it's not not just ironic, but it's like poetic, and it's like it's like beautiful just to just to like see how devastated he is and enjoy that tweet. Because I did, I enjoy getting back at him because the amount of the, the amount he slated this takeover and tried to make Newcastle fans feel guilty for that is it, it's just shocking. And like he supports Man United, and he was all for the takeover when it was for Man United, you know. So it's just. He's total hypocrite, but that's just one of many. It is that was just being helped up with takeover. Like you, you picked his name, but you could have picked another 10, 15, 20 other people who um are, are, are trying to be you know, trying to argue and, and trying to be uh, a moral uh you know sort of divine force when they're not they're doing it for their own political reasons, their own selfish reasons. Uh, or just because they are against Newcastle United, uh, and I'm, it, 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 I suppose we've got to get used to it now. Um, now that we're going to be, you know, sort of in a bigger, um, in a bigger pool, uh, you know, swimming with bigger sharks and stuff like that, we're going to have to get used to it. It's the same stuff that will being chucked at Manchester City fans, same stuff that's been chucked at Chelsea fans, and so on and so forth. Look, I think it's a bit rich now. How people are coming up and and, and and trying to throw the moral, uh, you know, card. I think it's really, really hypocr- hypocritical to chuck it all in now, uh, when the Premier League for many, many, many years has been swimming uh, with these other uh, sharks and being quite happy to accept their cash. So that's Abramovich, uh, that's the Man City lot. Yeah, uh, you've, you've, we've had situations where there's been legal cases and uh, people getting done for fraud. Uh, Abramovich isn't allowed in the country because he doesn't have a passport because he, he, he wouldn't go through with the full application and stuff like that. Um, then you find little things like Sheffield United in the Premier League recently. They got Saudi investment in, but the same questions aren't asked. So then you've got to look at political motives and stuff like that. Uh, to me, mate, I'm looking forward to getting away from the politics, the bullshit, the Premier League trying to shit on us at every possible and, and stuff like that, and and just get back to the football, mate, and enjoying. Well, and let's get back to some decent football, yeah. a little bit of hope about the future. And hey, you know, I said it to you. I said for the first time in 14 years, I feel like there's an, a possibility. There is. There's hope. Yeah, like, but just hope. just to see a cup. Just to, I, I'm 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 40 now, right? And when I was back at school and stuff, back in the 90s and everything, I always knew, I thought, well, we're going to win something. We're close. You know, oh, we need we need something else. So, oh, right, so we get rid of Cole. Oh, we're going to bring in Shearer. We're going to get Ferdinand. We're going to get Asprey. Yeah. That, that's, and I always felt that we were, we were, we're going to do more. There was always something that we were trying. Stavely's given me that hope back, mate. Stavely and that consortium has given me that hope back that I will see Newcastle United at some point in the not-so-distant future finally win With something. Yeah, and, yeah. I'll, and I'll probably I'll probably break down into an absolute blubber and wreck yeah. when it finally when it finally, yeah. finally happens. But I can't thank I can't thank them enough for giving me that hope back, mate. That's keep, it. Keep everything else, mate. And I'm sure that there's fantastic plans going off. You've given me hope back. You've given the that's football. It. That, 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 that sentence, mate, is absolutely everything. Like 
they've give they've give the fans the club and the hope back. That, and it's like that, that that is all Newcastle fans have really asked for. Mm-hmm. They've wanted the club the club back and the, the to feel a sense of it's theirs, it's a community club, like you said before. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think Amanda Stavely, I don't think the Ruben brothers, PIF, I don't think they've, they've, they, can, they can actually grasp what they've done for a lot of people up in the northeast. It's it's absolutely insane. And for Newcastle fans around the world as well, because I know there's many of them uh, that went rack with online every day uh, across the world that it's done so much for, giving them a, a lease of life, a lease of hope, a lease of, like, proud to support the club because for a lot of time in this 14 year period it was shameful to support this club and weren't being named the sports director arena when Gutierrez was being sacked over the phone after getting cancer um or after keeping up on the final day of the season uh treating Kevin Keegan a club legend like a piece of shit um but lowering Alan Shearer's name um in public through 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 the club the amount of club legends that have been um, just ignored or embarrassed, like the likes of Warren Barton and stuff, not even being acknowledged to do scouting for them in America. Like, that's as many examples, mate, that club legends, club icons weren't allowed anywhere near the club because of Mike Ashley. Ashley not only stained the community, he stained former players, he, he just stained the entire football club and now he's fucking gone. And it's just a, it's just a massive weight off the off the shoulders of Newcastle. Not just this not just the football club, not just the establishment of the, the brand Newcastle United, but the city and the people in it as well. He is being a cancer and a stain on this on this club and city, and it's fucking fantastic yeah. to see the back of him. Like the derby, any derby supporters listening to this, take a fucking runner. If there's anybody else to sell that football club to, take them because he will be doing it for his own reasons. He is a selfish bastard. If ever I saw one, he is doing it for his own reasons, his own gain. He doesn't give a shit about Derby County, just like the way he didn't give a shit about Newcastle United. You can sit there in the away end, mate, and knock back a few drinks and try and do a bit of Justin Barnes um, or you know Keith Bishop. <laughs> yeah, you can you can do all that, mate, but it's as fake ass as you want. He never listened to the fans. He didn't give That's a shit about well. the fans. He called didn't us customers. He called the fan base customers. Um, he didn't give a shit when attendances dropped. He didn't give a shit when we were repeatedly dumped out of cup competitions. We didn't qualify for Europe. None of that. Footballing um, priorities went out the window. It wasn't about that. It was running it. Best pound, pound for pound investment and all this sort of bollocks and PR shit that might work in a tat shop. It might work in a pound shop. But you cannot live a champagne lifestyle on lemonade bastard money. And that is like what that man does. He shouldn't be anywhere near f- uh, football. No. Talking about fit and proper, mate. We're talking about fit and proper in football. People questioning your stavelies and this consortium. Yeah, that man is not fit or proper to run Anything. I wouldn't have that bastard run a bath for me. <laughs> he'd, run it, he'd run it cold. But, like, would. but 
like it's just it, it's not just a win for Newcastle to have him out of football, mate. It's to have him out of the club. It's a win for football to have him out of the club as well. To have him out of football continuously because people like him, people like Ellis Short, who who used to run Sunderland, or uh, the lad that used to run Blackpool, the lads at Bolton, Bury, people that have run these football clubs, they need to be eradicated from football. And Mike Ashley was probably one of the more um, known shit owners in 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 England and it needs to be eradicated one by one. It's a win for football that Mike Ashley's out the club. It's a bonus, merely a bonus. We've we're now the richest team in the world and we've kind of won the lottery with that. But it was a it was a win in itself, Mike Ashley being out the door mate. No thanks no thanks, no thanks at all to no. that Cockney bastard. I'll tell you something. I never ever ever want to see if I bumped into that man, if I bumped into that man Goodness me, he'd have to start a podcast. <laughs> I'd be a podcast from fucking uh, HMP Franklin or something like that. Um, <laughs> because what he has put this this club through. The thing is, mate, we we are passionate. It is a part of of, of your soul, and yeah. that man has deliberately and all for the just the chasing of money strangled it. He has taken money out of the football club. He has sold land off that belonged to the football club to benefit yeah. himself. So all of this, oh, well, he, Mike Ashley got the deal and stuff like that. He got the deal made because it was the most money on the table for him. So all yeah. this statement and all this shit that he comes up with, no, t- piss off, take your sports direct shit and clear back down to fucking Shirebrook or wherever else yeah, basically. Uh, that, that you, you're from. If you want to retire, piss off to Miami. Um, the, the thing is, it's it's not even the football practices, mate. His business practices are shady. Um, his factory conditions for people who work for him are shocking. He's a disgusting, vile piece of yeah. shit. Um, and like I say, I don't want him anywhere near football. I don't want him anywhere. I don't want to share no, the same box no in the country, to be honest. We are so much better off. The future is fantastic, but it's not because of that man. Uh, and if you look at where, where, where he picked us up at, and where he left us, yeah. And where he left us. When we when he took us over, mate, we were a bigger club than Spurs, etc. 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 We were like bigger than West Ham. Yeah. Look at where he's left us, mate. And we're no excuses for how far backwards that man took. We got yeah. relegated twice within about seven or eight relegation battles in 14 years. Two of them championship seasons, and then the rest were mid-table. Finish at one fifth. Um but like there's no excuse what that man did to this club, what he did to many club icons. There's just like we're gonna save it to the end, saying bye to him, like doing a farewell message to Mike Ashley, but it's a case that we've done it in the middle of the podcast of a it's not a it's not <laughs> we know, a it's been, we're in no order. I said well, I, I wouldn't mind this lad coming back to St. James's Park to take out down those uh, nasty, disgusting sports, sports direct he like he likes he likes kicking the odd hoard and doesn't he just Tamiri gets by you so he'd be absolutely fantastic. Get him, get him in. Uh you could charge so much for a ticket to give to the food bank and just see him kicking the shit out of that sports direct uh, <laughs> order. I'd yeah. pay to see that sort of thing, let me tell you yeah, that. Hundred percent, mate. But like um it's I I just can't I can't believe it. I'm in a daze, I've won in a daze. But like it's not a case of like real Ferdinand saying we we'll have to thank Mike Ashley, it's kind of a see you later, Mike Ashley. You know what I mean? It's yeah, yeah. Interesting that fucking comeback basically is what it is, and it's it's like I think Alex Hurst summed it up best on the True Faith podcast. For everything he's done, it's not a 
it's not a goodbye it's a it's a fuck you and see you later kind of thing and that's the end of that like he's plagued this club for long enough and it's about time we're seeing the back of him and i hope yeah. I, I, I really hope since it's a word that steve bruce likes hope 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 ticking along and all that fucking shit <laughs> i really hope the next podcast we do which if rumors are to be believed could well be tomorrow that Steve Bruce gets relieved of his duties at Newcastle United with reports of an eight million severance package. So he takes his eight million, shoves up his fucking arse. Because at the end of the day, he's been a plague on this club as well, you know. So it's like it could there could be another podcast tomorrow. I hope there is um, where Steve where Steve Bruce is being sacked as well. But more than that, if if he loses his job, so we're not going to mention right. Steve Bruce too much in this in this podcast. But if he loses his job tomorrow, which Reporter saying he will, and common sense would suggest. I mean, seven wins yeah, in he, he's, himself, mate. he's come out of himself and he's pretty much said, Look, new people often bring in their own uh, new manager, fresh ideas and stuff. Uh, Stavely herself has come out today in the press and, and, and talked about not wanting any negativity around the stadium and stuff like that. And he would be. Yeah, and he would, he would be a massive negative. So I think it's just, it's common sense. It's another easy win for the new uh, ownership just to get him out of the club take his 8 million or however much he's getting out of that 8 million piss off to your villa in uh, Portugal uh, surround yourselves in kebabs bacon all that stuff uh, I mean that, that is the only decent thing he's done so that, to buy enough of it for 8 million <laughs> uh, and, and, and just don't come back do not darken our days no doubt he'll pop up as a studio guest a couple of months down the line uh, to offer his uh, unique anal- uh, uh, analysis. If if Ashley was to buy Derby, which is the rumor, he might get another opportunity yeah. in League One, uh, which is probably his probably his level. Uh, I, think I, think I think he's too good for that. I think <laughs> too, bad, too bad for League One. Mean, but um, yeah, it's um, look. He's he's come in. He's slid at the fans. He's stuck up for the regime. Um, yeah, man, he's, he's, he's got all of his friends and his family to rally around him, tell us Newcastle supporters what a bunch of bastards we truly are. Um, I, he was never my choice, I never wanted him in the first place, mate. And hopefully, we are doing the podcast tomorrow or the day after because the rumors are 48 hours and he'll be relieved of his duties. Graham Jones, interim caretaker manager, uh, and then we're going to bring in. A replacement manager, and there are some fantastic names on the list at the moment of managers yeah. uh, who uh, could potentially be linked. And, and and talking about what I said before about about top level people as opposed to all right people, you know, people, people that are the bare minimum. Just um, even Stephen Gerrard, although I think I think they'll be wanting a more experienced person. But looking forward to doing that podcast, mate. It's it's oh. not even personal, personal. You know what I mean, like. You don't wish him hate like or anything else like that, but no, I don't. I want him gone. I want him gone. Like I don't hate the man, Steve Bruce. I'm sure he's a very nice guy, and we've said this on many podcasts. But as a manager, mate, he's fucking useless. Absolutely terrible. He's awful. Like in terms of the 14 year period under Ashley, for me, it's Joe Kinnear in a tie between Steve McLaren. Joe Kinnear and Steve Bruce as the worst managers. And the fact that we've had four terrible, terrible managers where Alan Pardew was absolutely horrendous and hated, and he's the fifth worst manager 
in the Ashley era. Do you know that they Newcastle nobody can say Newcastle fans don't deserve a, a good crack of the whip, mate, with a to, in terms of trying to take a team forward because of what we've had to put up with. I, I tell you, mate, like Jesus God. Um we haven't played football, mate. For for 14 years we've played anti-football. Uh, we've listened to Pardew, excuse bingo. We've listened to Bruce, excuse bingo. We've listened to Joe Kinnear talking about trying to sign players who we've loaned out to other clubs. Um, yeah, a little something under Rafa, mate, and, and Hewton yeah. was well-liked. But other than that, nothing in 14 years. Nothing. And that half a season under Pardew, the, the, sorry, the one season under Pardew, the fifth season, was a fantastic season. And, you know, like... That's all we had to cl cling on to. And even then, the best parts of that team were sold down the river as soon as Ashley could sell them. Do you know what I mean? So, like, anything yeah. he, he held back, Rafa, he held back. That team that finished fifth, he held back by not investing in it. He constantly held this club back. Any break that it got, he held it back and drowned well, it under water. Now, we're talking about uh, Ashley is putting the brakes on everything, trying to limit and lower down our expectations, which he has done. Now you've got somebody like Stavely who, who speaks a bit like a Kevin Keegan and she's trying to infuse everybody and push people forward and raise our expectations and say, no, no, I'm, I'm not on about consolidating. I'm not on about mid-table. No, I'm, I'm on about winning the fucking thing within five or ten years. Who wants to be? The language, mate, is different. The yeah. language is of a, of, of a winner. And the thing is, mate, if you've got a loser at the top, it will work its way down so you've got losers all through the business and all through the structure. If you've got winners at the top, you're going to, again, it's going to yeah. fill the down. It's the winning mentality, top. mate, 100%. Yeah. And as I says earlier on the podcast, like, with how much they were willing to fight to get... To the to the helmet Newcastle, I'm, I'll back them to the end, mate. I really will. I'll back them to the end, and I'm willing to back them and give them time because that's what's important. Now it might be worth doing another podcast where long term what they can what they're going to do and and stuff yeah. like that, or what we think they should do, or I'll give our opinion out or whatever it may be. Maybe worth doing something like that. But to summarise, it's just a it's just a relief. I'm absolutely buzzing. Like all like the, the season was looking to be the worst under Mike Ashley. Like toxicity around Bruce, toxicity among fans, like all um, over the back. It was it was insane, like the amount of toxicity that was being caused by Mike Ashley and Steve Bruce being in charge. And it's like it's just seen all of lift it's lifted up off the shoulders, like I said before, and it's an absolutely insane feeling to support a club with hope for the first time in, in a long, long time. So it's, it's just, this is fantastic. But in terms of like Magpie 24-7, obviously the last couple of months we've been sporadic, I'd probably say in terms of uploading content and stuff. Um, the main reasons for, for this was obviously the, the state of the club at the time. And me and Paul didn't want to feel like we're repeating myself every week and saying the same things because the motivation just to say the same thing every week was was just wasn't there like we do but it just like the way it was at the time it, it was just just absolutely insane to me that <laughs> you know that we're saying the same thing over and over and i i didn't want to do that i want to like you listening now i want to bring you the, the best podcast we can do you know what i mean and it's like i felt we felt that we weren't delivering that by saying the same thing over and over again because we're not just we're not just someone that'll hide something out for, for the sake of hiding it out for the sake of views you know what i mean like we want to 
we want to we want to connect with people and build relationships up the right way and 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 like I didn't feel what they were not so we moved it from a weekly basis to a monthly basis but we didn't actually make a podcast before this takeover happened so it's kind of like we've just took a break kind of thing which it looks like now in hindsight but it's just a little announcement within an announcement because I've had some messages over the past couple of days the page has um asking about the podcast and stuff like that the, the buzz around it and like the, the the buzz about wanting to hear what we've got to say about this takeover because i'm sure you've listened with for when it's been negative it's been down it's been dusk and it's been horrible and now it's a happy podcast and we've got the hope and that again it's just a massive thank you to you as well who have contacted us personally and contact the page contacted paul personally comment and getting involved with with us like there's loads of options you could go for like realistically there is but for you to choose us and take the time out you take to, yeah, to it, means, it means the world so like we're, we're coming back and we'll come back for fucking vengeance like we're all oh, we're coming back like we're gonna be back on the weekly stuff and not only that youtube as well which has just hit 500 subscribers which a massive thank you again um yeah, the podcast's coming back and it's come back in all of its might. Like, um, because we, we promised at the back end of the last podcast, when something drastic happens, at the time we didn't think that was going to happen. When something drastic happens, we're going to be back on the road and we're going to be back on the road and back with a vengeance. Like, so it's a massive thank you to everybody that got in touch. Massive thank you to everybody who stays with it on a daily basis and. Yeah, just like if you've got anything to say, Paul, regarding anything before we before we wrapped up, like it's just a massive thank you to you. And as yeah, a it's, yeah, I mean, the, all, all of the socials have been fan, you know, fantastic, and we still have obviously been putting out content, um, and videos and different bits of bobs of stuff all across our socials Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you haven't already, please do like, um, subscribe, obviously, to the YouTube channel. Um, yeah, we, we just didn't want to do stuff for the sake of doing it. The quality to us is important, and we don't just want to keep sounding like a like a broken record. I think now there's so many different possibilities uh, for the football club, so many different things to be able to talk about. We can bring different people in as well uh, to give different viewpoints and opinions on stuff. Um, there is football to talk about, because before we got to a situation where we used to say, there's no football to talk about. You've got 20, 30% possession. You've got we'll have no football at all. So, so, so what, what was there really to talk about apart from the manager, the negative results, and the risk of relegation, and then the ownership? Thankfully, it is a brand new um, a brand new chapter uh, for Newcastle United. And I think there's a, a great possibility of a fantastic, exciting new event. Yeah. Look, I know it's early days, mate, but we're going to be looking to push up the Premier League. We're going to be looking to take Cup seriously. We're going to be trying to get back into Europe and having European adventures, mate. Transfer windows, I, the whole lot. I'm getting passports sorted, 100%. Yeah, I am absolutely, like I said, like a kid on Christmas Eve. I just can't wait, can't wait to get going. Thank you for sticking with us. Many people have stuck, stuck with us from years and years and years ago, right the way uh, through. Many people have uh, found my by 24-7 uh, independently. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just a massive, massive thank you. A massive, yeah. massive thumbs up. Uh, I think quite a few people have commented on the coverage that we give the takeover. I think we've been really, really active across all of the social media. A little bit of a blip on Instagram. Had some technical issues. They're all sorted out now uh, for Instagram. 
But uh, yeah, uh, the podcast is the centerpiece. Um, and now we've got football to be able to talk about. And there may be yeah, a new and match. A football club again, not a dead, dead skeleton. Yeah. It is just a massive thank you to everybody, man. Like, we love the support that we've got. It's it's just brilliant. Like we're not the we're not the biggest. We never will be, but we appreciate every single one of you that get in contact, man. And, and just because at the end of the day, we're just two average fans like you. You know what I mean? We're, we're just we don't claim to be anything. We're not. We're not celebrities or, or whatever it may be. We don't have any agendas to to make money or anything. It's just we just yeah. sit on a podcast. That's what we do, and it's what we'll always do. And Thank you for for being with. We're just a massive bottom of the heart thing. I get all emotional, <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just just the top top off the podcast. Just massive thank you, and we've got we fucking take over, and we've got we fucking club back. Fucking come on, come on, come on. Aye, uh, we'll uh, we'll love you and leave us for now, and hopefully we'll be back tomorrow as uh, hopefully Steve Bruce is on the unemployment now. Nothing against you, mate, but you're fucking shit. See you uh, later. You, you, you won't go with me, though, will you, Brucey? Not with 8 million bloody quid in your bank, man. Aye, <laughs> uh, see you later, everyone. Ta-da. Leave